The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Today, on this very show, we will finally, at last, figure out just how, how did Han get his last name of Solo? We've all been wanting to know, and today we find out. I am your Wookiee in uh, second command, your co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon. I am Johnny Townsend, and I'm joined by... A couple of guys who are up to no good, and they started making trouble in my neighborhood. And they got in one little fight. And Princess Leia got scared, and she said, you're moving with my auntie and my uncle. Probably in Tatooine or somewhere. I, I don't know. But it's Matt Johnson and Brian Finch. Hey. Fight for who talks first. <laughs> I let Brian. I, I said, hey. He did, he did technically. He did, he did and say, I technically hey. said, and I technically talked second. Hello, man. We did it. We figured this out. Hello, everybody across the galaxy. Listen to us on various podcasting apparatuses or appliances. Oh, I don't know. Apparatuses what, is such a a word. A tongue twister. Yeah, that makes me. Well, well, I guess anything makes me think of something sexual nowadays. But you know, uh, apparatus. Uh, sometimes when you get. When you hit 40, you just kind of need an apparatus to help yourself out, you know. Just how it is. Every year I hear, right? Right up the bunghole? Oh, every every year. If it's not up the bunghole, then uh, my last saber ain't, uh, ain't peeking out. That's all there is to it. Hot start. Oh, oh. Hot start. We got to recover from it somehow. <laughs> we, like, we always tank our intros. We say like the most just diabolical stuff. Yeah. And, but luckily we recover very, very quickly. One of my notes on today's show is what do you think? Uh, like name one freaky thing you think Lando did with that droid. <laughs> <laughs> apparatus. That apparatus. Apparatus. For sure. What is up, listeners? Yes, we are talking about uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Probably, I do we call this one controversial, or does it is it is it a victim? I would say it's more of a victim. I, I think mm-hmm. it's probably the best description of this. I film. think it started out as a controversial movie, but man, I'm putting my viewing today. I think it's become more of a sort of a victim than anything else but we'll get into it i'm very excited to talk about this movie this is only the second time i'd seen it and i well i'll save all that for when we talk about it but yeah very excited to to discuss solo 
I was telling Brian, I was I was telling Brian before we got on air that this is probably my favorite subject matter, favorite episode to be doing because of it it was the first one that did really like really really good and just changed the way I perceived any of these films. Like I loved all the you know the ones that I mentioned and gave good grades to, loved them. Last Jedi still steaming heaping pile of dog shit you know watching it again never changed my mind but so watching solo again today uh definitely changed my mind and i cannot wait to discuss it um we got some stuff to talk about gents uh of course we waited we held off on our mando conversations on last episode and we wanted to uh, we wanted to do, start kick off this episode with talking about the uh, the season finale, uh, which dropped I think that week that we did drop this episode, I think, or the following week, whatever it was. Uh, Brian, you and I are the only two who have watched it from start to finish. <laughs> Hey, look, uh, no, not all of us can get free trials of the History Channel. <laughs> well, also in my defense, too, I discovered. Where all the episodes of uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman were. I've heard this. And, and of course, I had to. I've been binging that. You know, I have priorities. I will get, I get to it. Mandalorian afterwards, but right now I got to figure out what's going to happen with Dr. Quinn and Sully, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brian, uh, what are your, I mean, your thoughts on uh, this, this uh, season finale, which I thought was, I mean, it was just really, it was fun. I, it left. I think it left a little bit to be desired, but ultimately, um, I think a pretty solid conclusion to the last three. It, honestly, in, in short, if if they never did another season of Mando, I would be, I think, satisfied. I could concur with that statement. You know that, that no more Mando besides appearing in other series. I'm I would uh, be all right with that too. I had recently learned, though, uh, that John Favreau was uh, approached by the Let's wonderful five times fast. John Favreau uh, was approached oh, by Kathleen Kennedy, our our awesome warrior that tries to ruin everything that uh, says <laughs> stuff. And she hopped into the chat. She was like, "Hey, knock knock, DM up in your, you know what." I think we should do this with Mando this season. And this was Mando this season. And it's just like, what's, what's her deal? John Favre basically walked up to Robert. Oh man. What's the uh, president of Disney, Robert. Uh, Bob Schmegma or something like that. Something like that. Anyways, Apparatus. Rob, Rob <laughs> billion dollar man. Uh, and said, if she doesn't get out of the way, I, I will quit. And I will go, and I, I'm I'm just gonna work on Ahsoka. You feel she like said, she'd yeah. have you feel like she'd have like the easiest job, you know? Just be like uh, Star Wars. People love Star Wars. Let's just make Star Wars that people love, and then yeah. you get out of the way, and then you yeah. make tons of money. That's her a, job is supposed to be. Job. Tell me how much to make the checkout to, and where yeah. do I sign? Right. Yeah. And you know what I think? Uh, I think Lee Harvey Oswald took out the wrong Kennedy. <laughs> that is a hot take. Also, <laughs> that's like sixty years ago. Yeah, or or the guy that shot his brother too. You know, 
Don't want to leave yeah, Bobby. Which is also about like what fifty years ago. Or the per- yeah. the one who crashed the plane that the other one was was in. No, Junior. This is that's Bobby Junior. Now now and yeah, that that plane took out the wrong Kennedys too, because I don't think he was alone on that plane. Yeah. <laughs> and then they made that band the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, with a guy named Jello Biafra. I don't even know what their music is. I just remember saying that name as a band yeah. in a magazine I had one time. The the lead singer's name is Jello. He got him by the stage name of Jello. Actually, I think it may, he may have changed his name. Anyways, back on track. <laughs> I'm sorry I derailed this with that. Season three comments. sloppy uh, to me. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, Johnny, I think you've kind of hit a wall and you're struggling to like want yeah. it. More. And I think there's yeah. a reason, and it's it's sloppy as far as the way th- the story is laid out. I don't necessarily have a problem from a point A to point B kind of straight line thing, like where it started, where it ended was fine. Uh, just the way it decided to get there was kind of weird, and I didn't enjoy the layout like that. That from episode to episode, it didn't feel as cohesive. Yeah, I mean, I've literally only seen four episodes, and I can tell you that's my feeling already, is that it feels sort of disjointed yeah. in a way. And it, and this is a, I adore the first two seasons of Mando. I really, really like them uh, quite a lot. And I was very much looking forward to this season, but it is very telling. And I just got to be honest with myself as to why I don't feel the need to with you know to watch it soon i will watch it i just you know just it's just so meandering at times right now it's kind of suffering from for me personally the same thing that was happening with boba fett where it sort of started to meander at times and a lot of times the main character whose namesake of the show uh took a back seat to like a hundred other different things that are happening and that's already happened quite a number of times with this season of Amanda, which is fine. I mean, I like all the characters. You know, there's some interesting characters that I think I talked about this last time, but you know, that one droid like creature with the eye that kidnapped that took him that one time, that thing was sweet. That was an awesome creature design, really creepy. And so I was like, well, I, if you're going to send him and, uh, you know him on adventures like that i'm all for it that'd be really cool to see him going up against all these different things like that but but then all of a sudden and i'm sure it's going to go somewhere but all of a sudden you get this whole episode that he's barely in and you're following that science that you saw before and stuff like that and it just doesn't seem very cohesive and that's and i like all these other characters i really do but it just doesn't feel as like the storytelling is near as good as his first two seasons. Cause I don't remember ever thinking that uh, this particular episode is a waste of my time. And uh, I've kind of hinted that way a couple of times already in four episodes. Here. Well, yeah, this, this is the Jack Black effect. With... This is the Jack oh, yeah. Black effect. Did you get that far yet? <clears throat> no, yeah. I know he's in it. It's him and uh, who's the other ones? It's uh, Christopher Lloyd and Liz. Yeah. I know they're in it. Everything, everything Jack Black touches, it just destroys it. So I'm going to fight you on that so hard. I <laughs> actually, do like Jack Black, but I actually thought, as far as that episode goes, I had no problem with that because it was a, it was a spoilers for John. <laughs> this is not the spoilers. Go ahead, I don't care. Go ahead, go ahead. I, uh, I truly don't care. No, I, I like the episode except it was Jack a Black. cop show. It was a cop like detective like figure it out. Yeah, 
episode. I thought that was really cool. We're going to do an episode one time of just who... Uh, as as an actor that we can't stand, and it makes no sense why we can't stand them, like Matt's Jack Black hatred. <laughs> I don't get it. I hate that man so much. I but I don't weird. like Nicolas Cage, and I get a lot people of hate, flag for people that. People hate so. Will Ferrell, too, and I don't necessarily get that. Yeah, I like. See, I like Will Ferrell. I don't yeah. like Nicolas Cage, and I know a lot of people think I'm weird for that, but I'm sorry. I I can only see a guy doing, oh, 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 a hundred <laughs> times before he gets old. I think that's what you tune in. And I know some people love it. Trying to catch an old face, that's all. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, that's what. That's the face he makes when he's got an apparatus. I know. What, I know what you guys are discussing. Oh. What you guys mean um, with the disjoint? It it just felt like. I mean, there was a couple episodes where they felt like there was continuity, but other than yeah. that, it just felt like yeah, it's a side quest. A lot of side quests. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally the one episode that I saw like starts out with a very awesome uh, dog fight with tie fighters and, yeah. and it's really cool. And it's also heartbreaking at the same time. Cause they blow up her, where she's been living her home. And it's very heartbreaking. You think, Oh man, we're really going to go somewhere now. And then you don't even see them for the re- for until the very end of that episode again. Right. Yeah. 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 I feel this season, obviously they wanted to try and conclude things with, uh, with Moff Gideon. Obviously, which which they do, um, but ultimately this is Maybe. this is like building up to a bigger to the to the bigger thing, which we all know. Thrawn has been announced. Yeah. Um, they mentioned Thrawn like literally. I think the episode after they dropped the Ahsoka trailer, and and we know that that the Ahsoka show is going to go into that, and they're talking in the big movie that we've already mentioned that they've discussed. That everybody knows about at this point uh, is. Um, is you know it's just to be this grandiose coming together crossover thing. So, I I just I and that's kind of the way I ultimately felt. I mean, obviously, while well, they you know they, they restored Mando Mandalorian and and uh, you know Groot, I almost said Groot. I sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy is still on my mind. <laughs> uh, um, Ragu Grogu, uh, you know, becomes a, a mini Mando. And stuff like that, but I just, it, but I, a lot of the side quest stuff that seemed to be building up to something much bigger than whatever a Mandalorian, uh, what whatever the main plot of this was. So, yeah. which is you know, it not. It's so hard because a lot of that side stuff I really did I I did enjoy, but for the story's sake, it just felt like I don't know the overall just flow of the show. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate, but like me, well, the battle droids was so cool. Like for it me, it was cool for the episode for sure. You know, oh, man, like the the balance was, it just wasn't dialed in like the first two seasons were. were. And then even the way they helped bring in as best as they could the book, you know, Book of Fett. That this season we know what's at the end, right? You just said it, like the the idea of pursuing the next big bad, which is Thrawn and, you know, Ahsoka's whole storyline, which everyone's been dying for, for a few years. You thought that this progression of this season was all going to be for that. And it got there, but it's just like how many, like two steps forward, one step backs they had. And like, even from episode to episode, even though they might be good from episode to the next episode, as far as progressing the storyline, 
I think as you look overall, you know, they, they just kind of goofed up mostly, I think, on the last two episodes, which is, didn't you think in the second to last episode, Matt, they're like, how the hell are we going to wrap all this up in one episode? And then I find bit, out yeah. it's only going to be 36 minutes long. I'm like, you're going to wrap up everything that you just talked about for this whole season and everything that's kind of in the balance right now. And you're going to wrap it up in 36 minutes. Right. That sucks. Personally, yeah. that sucks. And it did. And and once Johnny finally watches, you'll see what I'm talking about. It felt rushed. It, it felt yeah. like it should have been a purposeful two part episode where you it's over 90 minutes or so it's more or less like a mo- you take a movie break it up into two episodes and i thought that's how that season should have ended i'm fine with the storylines i love more bo-katan i love it it's it's literally more and more and more of it until i'm one of those creepers that wants her to sit on my face yeah we are know? the two percent we are the yeah, two i just percent. want to make it very very clear <laughs> yes yeah. We are yeah. the two percent. I mean, I'm married. I'm married. I'm stunning. Married. By the way, I'm she married. is a stunning, stunning person. I'm yeah. single, and I'm yeah. telling her she's stunning. So I'm married. And I, I'm the two percent. She's an, she's an <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would risk it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looks. She looks good in that armor. It's awesome. I, I have nothing to risk. I have nothing to risk in this. Uh, my wife <laughs> hates stuff, so I'm. I'm. I'm my own. I can gush about anyone I want. I can I can say that I want to impregnate her and it's not gonna be an issue. So you know what? My wife does the same well, okay, not she doesn't want it. anyway, she I have to hear all the time about these these silly books about unicorn dudes and vampires and all that like <laughs> Bogotan Bo-Katan, that's that's my unicorn dude. Okay. I don't know what she's talking about when she's mentioned this shit to me, but Bo Katan yeah. is my unicorn. Dude. I gotta know I gotta know who this unicorn I will I have to know who this unicorn dude is. I, I honestly don't know. know. I don't even know if there is a unicorn dude. I don't listen to him when she's telling me about these books, but but that's the new superhero uh, superhero we've all just come up with. Right. Uh, so after this we're unicorn gonna have a meeting on we're gonna have a no, it's unicorn dude. It's definitely unicorn, unicorn dude. dude. My bad. Yeah. Johnny, if you could by the end of this episode, uh, draw a quick sketch of a unicorn. unicorn dude. Dude. That'd yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. Take the He's rest of that unicorn half dude. <laughs> oh, so I'm trying to avoid huge spoilers for Johnny. Have you been? I, I, I truly, I know pretty much what happens. Okay. Uh, so you can feel free to spoil all you want. But if you're listening to this and you don't want it spoiled, just know for the next like five minutes we're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. If you've, I mean. At least we waited long enough. I mean, this is yeah. even coming out past May the fourth. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, happy one year anniversary, guys. Yeah, oh, happy yeah, yeah. one year anniversary. Yeah. So we did it. The wrap up of the season, Matt, is the whole big reveal. You already said it. Like the end of Moff Gideon. My question to you: Do you buy into that? That was actually a clone. Like, uh that blew it up. I feel like it's just a read. I honestly, we all have these super deep theories about everything. And ninety five percent of them turn out end up being like way the hell wrong. So I yeah. think that was a way to just kind of get him out. Um, he was obviously he was the big bad, but he wasn't like prominent in this season. I think he only showed up in those last two episodes, maybe. Which, which by the way, is a waste of that actor because he's incredible. Oh, he's he's, he's so good. Um, yeah. but I kind of get it though because he's been well. I don't know. Season two, he was it, featured heavily. Season one, 
you know, if you want to know, if you want to know how good he is, just see him on Breaking Bad. He's yeah. chilling. No, he's he's very very good. Um, You're supposed to sell it like that, though. I don't know. The I fact, just no, like the the, well, the shark and jaws only showed up for like five minutes. You know? Yeah, yeah, less is more. Less two, is more. The, the end of season two, like that, you win. That's that's a uh, a new hope moment, right? Yeah. And then to bring them him back mid season is. You know, that's the Empire Strikes Back moment of now here's the Emperor's chance. Um, I guess know, I was the, just the, hoping for a Empire's. season break, a season break. So what I mean by that is like the X-Men movies were tremendous. Um, those first, well, OK, not all of them, but the the story direction was it, it was Magneto, 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 Magneto as the, as the big bad. And I would have liked like a, a, a break in between. And that's yeah, how I kind of finished her every once in a while. Yeah. You know, we, every single one of that, those movies ended up with Magneto being the villain somehow, some way. Um, it was exhausting. So I was kind of hoping for a break from Moff Gideon stuff. Just a, just a hair, maybe a reference, but as the big bad, um, you know, I would I would I would have liked him. Disip- I maybe would have appreciated the character more, the character, not that, you know, I'm not talking about the actor, but the character more. If he ghosted, but if if they're at, you know, I, I don't know what their plans are for a season. If they're doing a season four or not, they kind of wanted to wrap it up. It's already but... written. Favreau said it's already written. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I also I also heard uh, or seen in an interview with him where he said that they don't even really have an ending for for the Mandalorian. They just love telling the stories with them, so they're going to go. Who Which knows how long. I'm glad the way that they did end it, you know, this season, though, uh, it did feel just very like if they did decide to, they could because it was there was no like big cliffhanger. There was nothing, you know, major that happened. That's like a hook line and sinker for for a season four. Yeah. Uh, it was, a you know, just it just felt like the end of a lot of stuff where, you know, the main character kind of just vegging out. Everything's right in the world. And. They're chilling out, you know. Grogu's eating frogs with the force. That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, oh, it's gonna end kind of dark for that frog. He's levitating a little bit. <laughs> it ain't easy being green, you know. It ain't easy being green. I this it, it, you know, this season leaves it open to whatever they want in the next coming series. I mean, honestly, guys, the, the big outlier in all this, in my opinion, is just what they're gonna decide to do with skeleton crew because this is all at the same time, like we kind of know like what Ahsoka could kind of be about if you do your reading, which will transition to our next part. But I, I think that this whole lead up to an end game scenario, like Marvel is going to be really fun to watch. And I'm fine with just, you know, trying not to be too critical. That's why at the end of the day, is this my favorite Mandalorian season? No, not even close, but it might have, my one of my favorite episodes when like I'm I'm not even joking like I I liked that Jack Black uh episode just because I'm like they got out of the spaghetti western yeah. they were just this whole like here comes the hill spurs sound effect again blah 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 he's out in a desert world blah 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 no they like went to a a totally different kind of idea um and they had fun with it I I like having fun with stuff from you know for a one off episode yeah I just it- you you I always like my just overall thing again the story the the story flow like you finish an episode there's a cool cliffhanger 
and it doesn't get resolved until two episodes, maybe three episodes later. That was my only thing. It, it didn't that. it didn't ride the momentum like it maybe should no. have. And maybe that was, you know, that's Kennedy. part of their strategy to kind of just like, build you up and then bring it down so they could build you up again. But it felt like it happened one too many times. That, that's the Kennedy that escaped the bullet. That's her fault. It's yes. your joke, yes. not mine. Yes, yes. I I try to let it die about ten minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> which I am not uh, upset about at all. I'm actually patting myself on the back for that one. I love. Um, all right, so me and Brian want to gush about some books and stuff. Johnny, if you oh Johnny, have you done read, you know done performed anything Star Wars related? Have uh, I performed? I gotta ask. I, I gotta. I, I don't want to. Yeah, so I've used so many apparatuses. Yeah, he was in. Uh, have you seen my lightsaber? Have you ever, yeah. you ever seen that one? That triple X feature. <laughs> <laughs> Two droids, one cup. It, it's not yeah. a dark saber. I hope that's all right. <laughs> to what? Dude, he said two droids, one cup. <laughs> uh. Oh man. Now go ahead, guys. Feel free to gush. I I'll uh, bring in all the heat when it comes to Solo. Well, Matt, let's try and hit the ones that we know we both have read. So we've both read Star Wars Brotherhood, right? Yes. Yep. I read that a few months ago. What'd you think of it? I like it probably on the same level that I liked the Thrawn trilogy. That mean you both the the newest Thrawn trilogy from Timothy. You Zong. liked it that much. I liked it that much in the fact that I thought they did the best job of capturing the emotion between the two characters. I wish I would have read it when it came out, when Obi-Wan was released. Um, yeah. But it was nice. It was fun. It made fun of some of the, like, it It, it was, like, right, it, for those who didn't read it, it came out right after episode two. Um, the story, sorry, the story is literally right after episode two. And it's just, it's it's really cool. They make fun of Obi-Wan's hair in that movie, which I found yep. absolutely ridiculous. Um, yep. What, they, they, I forgot what, they call it like a perm or something. No, what the hell? They, they made fun of it. They call it like a mullet or, no, I, I can't, they used some kind of phrase that had me laughing, uh, making fun of it. But it was a really, really cool story. Um, you know, see Obi-Wan kind of on his own, the whole Separatist game, exploring Cater and Amoidia. Um, the technical debut of Asajj Ventress. Technical, Correct. which is the first time uh, in in the timeline that she appears. Not in canon, but in the timeline. Yep. Uh, and it was just, it, yeah, I, I, I love it. It makes the fall that like hurt that much more. Like between Obi-Wan and Anakin. It, uh, it's... It, it it hurts the the split, but I I really 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 enjoyed this book. Yeah, no, it, it did it did the best job I thought of taking what we were seeing in Clone Wars, and then elaborating a little more on it. Yeah, of just what they actually meant to each other, be besides just Master and Apprentice. Right, and they're also cool. I forgot the uh, author's name, but they made a lot of references to. Little stuff. They made a reference to Cal Kestis and Jero Tapal um, yeah. in the beginnings of this book when Anakin was going to view apprentices uh, training and, and such, uh, doing like lightsaber training, I think it was. 
they they made a reference to that and they they didn't you know I don't think they mentioned Cal by name but they mentioned Joe to Paul and his redheaded apprentice I was like oh this is so cool and this yeah. is the little stuff that I appreciate like I, I just appreciate acknowledging other media um yeah. stuff so that was that was really neat uh author is Mike Chen yes did a great job I I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it it was uh it was nice I, I want to do more read more kind of clone era Clone Wars era stuff, but I want to find it more in the um the canon stuff. I'm trying to Legends is fine, um, but if I can avoid it, I will. Yeah. The next one that I found that I uh listened to that you have not get into is Master and Apprentice, which is the story now once again, like Brotherhood was Obi-Wan and Anakin. Master and Apprentice is Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And it introduces um, some characters that I was not familiar with. So try not to like give away too much here, but like overall, I, I it, you said laugh out loud moment for brotherhood. You had a couple of those. You'll definitely have them in this dude. You're going to, you are going to love this. book. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I'm going through the, the original Thrawn trilogy right now and i'm like yearning for more lightsaber stuff and just more characters i'm familiar with that's always the difficult thing with some of the 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 original books that they were made before episode one obviously after the the old trilogy but um and obviously they want to introduce new characters you know you got to introduce new characters in every single book but um or every single media that you create but man i like i yearn for like familiarity I guess yeah. some of these things, but well, because you kind of get a double whammy when you have that, where you're reading a new story that you don't know, but at the same time, it's characters that you are already in love. That's why I, the, the High Republic stuff. I'm not. Like, I'm. I'm nervous to get into. <laughs> let's let's read the darker part of those first. That's my suggestion: is that we we read about the dark Jedi and or Sith side uh, before we get into those. Fair, fair. Uh, let's see. Maybe- yeah. I'm I'm gonna save the rest of mine for another. Yeah, episode. please go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll save mine. Oh, okay. you save mine. Oh, okay. Yes. I now I got you. Um, yeah. So I just finished book two of the Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy, um, Dark Force Rising. Uh, the pacing is the the middle is kind of like blah, but the endings have been really really strong. This one they've been different for me because Thrawn obviously is a character that I fell in love with with the newer Thrawn trilogy where Thrawn is the central character and these, he's not the central character so much. And, and he feel the vibe just feels different around him. He's a different, uh, just a different character comes off. And I, you know, I get it. Different era was written in yada, yada, yada. Um, but I, I actually do really, really enjoy these books. Uh, and they, the second one just left off with a huge cliffhanger. This book has been out for over 20 years. Oh, Jesus, almost 30 years now. So people probably know if they've read it before. But um, but really, really enjoying it. They're pulling up, uh, you know, there's, there's clones and all sorts of treachery. And actually, I'm really liking the original characters that they've been bringing into this. Uh, so there's that. I also read a, uh, it's a precursor to Jedi survivor it's called uh jedi battle scars and there's there's a lesbian sex scene in it no there isn't swear to god oh there's touching i couldn't believe it 
I couldn't believe <laughs> it. I was reading it and there was like all sorts of inappropriate touching. Yeah. And they, they, they went into detail. I could not believe it was in a Star Wars book. But there was. Um, you got me all jazzed up now. Go read it. It'll uh, gird your loins. If you catch my drift. Um, I, was, I was trying not to. <laughs> cool book. Like a- cool book. It delved with uh, the fourth. Bro- I think it's the fourth brother. Was kind of the big overall bad in it. But they. Uh, cool. Yeah, it was a it was a great, great. It was a real fun read. I picked up at Target a couple. Uh, right before I left for vacation. And uh, I liked it. I, I like Cal Custis and hope to do more with him. So, um, that's cool. They got some backstory in him a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. But that's kind of where we're at with the reading stuff. Um, I guess we get into our review. I guess we get into our review, right? We all ready for this? More you... than I thought I would be ready. I want you both to know that I love you both quite a bit, and I didn't listen to any of that except for the sex stuff. Uh, but I am also ready for sure. <laughs> yeah. I caught that. You didn't move a single muscle until I said lesbian sex scene. Yeah. And then yeah. you had my attention. I figured. Uh, all right. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, and if you, you know, if you're not blind and clicked on this episode, uh, Solo a Star Wars story is what we are talking about today. A victim of a movie. This movie came out in 2018 with a budget of 275 to 300 million dollars the box office globally 393.2 million um the reasons for this have been debated it was uh it, it was backlash for episode 8 which i fell for that trap i'll delve into that further um during my time to you know my extended time to speak but um, others just not liking what they were seeing, and uh, that's why I love reviewing it and watching it before today's episode. So let's go around uh and kind of discuss where we were at when this movie came out. Our thoughts, obviously, it wasn't too long ago; it was a whole five years ago. Uh, Johnny, why don't you why don't you kick us off with uh with this one where you were at in 2018 for Solo? I. I do like a lot of Ron Howard's films. He's done quite a few movies that I've really enjoyed. So when I heard he was going to do a Star Wars movie, I was like, well, sign me up. I bet he could do something really fun with it or or do something interesting or or whatever. But this was also at the time where I was really hardcore reading any article that was coming out about Star Wars and while they were making this movie, a lot of articles were coming out like about the the main actor they chose to cast as young Han Solo. I think I even remember reading that he had to go, they made him take acting classes or something like yes. that, even for this. There's all kinds of stuff like that. And that's just leaving like, I don't know how that sounds. But then they never get stuff like who they cast as Lando. And I'm like, perfect, perfect, you know, stuff like that. And so I was just really confused about this movie. And then when it finally finally comes out, I remember seeing it like the name Solo, like you know, in the town I live near at the movie theater. You know, out, out front they'll tell you the movies that are playing. And I remember seeing Solo, and for the first time in a long time, I didn't feel the urge to go see it in a movie theater, see a Star yeah. Wars movie in a movie theater. 
Like I just didn't. It just wasn't there. Why didn't it feel like that for you? What, what I, like do you know where you're like what the reasoning was or where your head was at with that? I don't. I don't know. I think I, if I'm being honest, I think it's because I let all the negative leaning articles and stuff I had read kind of get to me. Yeah. And I remember the, from what I remember, the reviews weren't so great either. Like they're very lackluster at the most, like lukewarm at the best type of reviews that I remember reading. And I think I just, I didn't want to go into something Star Wars and hate it. And I think I was kind of afraid that's what would happen. So I never saw it in the theater. I did watch it uh, when it came out on Blu-ray. I remember uh, renting it on my Xbox and watching it. And think. And I, when I first saw it, I've seen it two times now. Once when it came out then and then literally today before we recorded. And I do remember when I watched it thinking, because I went into it with really low expectations. <laughs> very, very low. And in fact, I felt like I was forcing myself to even start watching it. Yeah. And I do remember being maybe uh, thinking that because my expectations were so low, thinking, you know what? That wasn't so bad. And uh, so my initial where I was at was while everybody was hating this and I understood why after seeing it, personally, I felt that, you know what? It was it was fun. Brian, what about you, bud? I definitely went and saw this once again of my my good friend Josh, and uh, we were worn out with just seeing too many lackluster Star Wars films that had you thinking thus, like, I think they lost their magic. Like, it's beyond just, they don't write movies for me anymore. Like, the whole... Yeah. Star Wars is for kids. They write the movies for kids, which is more true than not. But I definitely, you know, let that get to me. Like Johnny was saying, I, I, I read some bad reviews. I had some people making a lot of questions. I think even at that time, like we knew they, they were trying to start this new Star Wars film series of telling stories of characters. Thank God. Obi-Wan was saved from that and we got the awesome show that it was you know because that that I think that came out way better than if they try to do a two or two and a half hour movie I yeah I can I, I can agree with that well the yeah. big one they got cut was Boba Fett that was supposed to be the movie that was the big one was was a Boba Fett movie and that's what yeah, got that's yeah the got reaction sacrificed. from this the reaction from this movie literally stunted a lot of star wars projects that's how disappointed they were with the outcome of this of this film so i went and saw it with so low expectations (laughs) and uh i was funny (laughs) i was real funny that's a joke i do (laughs) i remember sitting in my seat though after the like when the credits hit and i just sat there and i'm like Man, I don't know. I really had that thought of just mm, that probably could have been better. I'm not mad. So, okay. Okay. I don't know. And then I quickly got in my car and drove away and 
didn't watch this movie again until last night, which uh, was fun. What about you, Matt? Um, so I, yeah, I definitely fell for the the trap. I I've been an emotional human being. I uh, for thirty one years of life, thirty one and a half years of life, overly emotional. I uh, I fell for the negativity. I think what pissed me off the most about Star Wars at this time is that they were like, yeah, Ryan Johnson did a good job with episode eight. I'm like, nope, not today. Not today. I am not going to support this. Not today. So I didn't go to the movies and see it. I didn't. Um, I was pissed. You were on the podcast, you know, not too long ago saying that that movie, that Ryan Johnson piece of crap, uh, broke a family tradition. It, yeah, it, it ended. <laughs> it ended a family ritual. It's tearing up families. <laughs> so I don't blame you for skipping out. Uh, your parents you turned got divorced. Them against me. <laughs> Matt's family got divorced from each other over this movie. His parents no longer talk to each other. Yeah, or him. All trekkies now. Yeah, they all live. Me and my wife just live together. We're not actually married because <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just about money at this point. It's just about that. No love, just money. Um, like Star Wars was becoming. Hey, yes. Yes. Great transition. Uh, so I, I, I didn't go. I, you know, usually, you know, going to the movies was our thing. And she's like, "Do you want to go?" I'm like, "I do not give one, one bantha fodder to go see this movie. I don't. I don't. I don't care." I didn't like, I, I just visually, like, for me, I, I think, too, at that time, Han Solo was just a character you just didn't touch. Like, you just, you didn't try to remake them. You didn't try to shoehorn somebody into pretend to be Harrison Ford. That's another, that's a small bit of it, but most of it was being, you know, rebellious against, against, uh, against what Star Wars had become. So, but, um, but yeah, so I actually didn't end up seeing this is pre Disney Plus. I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix. I'm pretty sure Netflix had it. Um, and that's when I watched it and I hated it. Like I just I'm like, this is just another steaming pile of just Bantha Poodoo. All right. It was it. I mean, it really it, it at that time just emotionally drenched. I was playing, I think, on my Switch while this movie was going on. I had no idea what was going on. Like, I tried, and I just I lost interest. It was really bad. Um, and then I didn't touch it and ever since. And, uh, yeah, and then watched it again today, right before we recorded. And uh, I'm really glad I did. So uh, let's go around. I, I guess those are our personal history that uh, notes and observations from watching Solo this time around. Uh, Johnny, you were the first one to kind of break the. I think I'm pretty sure you were the first one to be like, "Hey, uh, I don't have a whole lot of bad to say about this movie." Or you, you were the first one to comment it in the group chat. Uh, why don't yeah. you explain uh, what your 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 feelings on it? I did take notes on this one. And I started noticing a trend of my notes being way more positive than negative overall for this. And I think I was a little shocked about it uh, because I kind of went in this thinking, man, this movie is going to be really mediocre because I remember it being 
mediocre at best when I first saw it. Yeah. Rogue One uh, Light. That's kind of what I. Yeah. What, yeah. 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 Um, so in my notes, I have a few little things that I picked out. I got some questions to ask you and I also have some ways in which I think I can that would improve this movie for me. Uh, but honestly, overall, I actually I actually dig this movie. Like, I think I liked it more now than I did the first time I saw it. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, the first thing about this movie, though, is this feels way more of a Ron Howard movie than a Star Wars movie. And if you've seen any of Ron Howard's movies like Willow, I'm just using that as the main example here. It's got that feel because there's great characters in here that you've never seen before. There's some awesome creatures, uh, really cool designs of some stuff uh, and some characters here. And uh, that felt very Ron Howardy to me. And that's not a bad thing. But if you're going into this expecting Star Wars, maybe that's one of the knocks about it for you. Right. Um, I do feel this movie does really try very hard. And for better or for worse, uh, I kind of ended up liking that it was trying so hard. But I do also can see people who would uh look at that as like man it is trying too hard i can see both sides of that for me it worked it was it worked more than it didn't let's get this one part out of the way here's the first way you fix this movie he's just called han solo the whole time we don't need to know how he got the last name solo nobody cares we always call him han solo and doing that scene is stupid yeah (laughs) that's that's the that's a scene like out of uh, space balls for example that's like a joke they would make and it makes sense in space balls because it's a spoof but in star wars canon that's just dumb don't do that yeah i i was like really that's how we did it like it could have just been his name like that's a cool yeah. last day so why don't we that call him made Han by himself <laughs> <laughs> Han him all alone you know right. I, I love that they're telling us you know that he had to come up with a last name and in fact an imperial officer is the one who creates it for him yeah, um, but you don't want to tell me what happened up until he was like conservatively twenty years old, yeah. twenty two years old. You know what I mean? Like everything before that doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. You know he he's a street rat. That's all, he's a yeah. basic. He's Aladdin. All right, this is Aladdin, and uh, he doesn't have a monkey. And uh, well, he does, but he just doesn't show it or else to be uh, R rated. Um, and I think, I think that they did a really dumb thing and and thinking that that's something we needed i i the second johnny made a joke of it i was like finally someone else that gets it yeah, yeah it's, it's corny. not needed just just uh he's an iconic character we've always called him han solo and we don't need an explanation of how he Hold that okay name. it can just be his name <laughs> what what made you the angriest was it ray coming out as a skywalker or this scene oh ray by far okay oh yeah i think both are just so unneeded (laughs) (laughs) okay they're the same they're the same for me i wasn't even mad i was just like it was just it's just it's not essential for this movie it's just a throwaway thing yeah the i guess the star uh, the ray ones is worse from the standpoint of that's the button on that movie is that (laughs) so obviously they're trying to make it a statement for that and and in solo it's way more of a quote unquote cute little moment of how he got his last name yeah uh so i guess in that way i would say ray but overall i just think they're both just unneeded and then they're gonna redo the obi-wan series and he's gonna get his name from a chinese fortune teller 
<laughs> that's what we all need. <laughs> uh, so that's just just dumb. Just don't do that. That's the first fix of this film. Just uh, don't do that part. Because everything else up until that had been kind of interesting. Uh, you know, he's you're kind of getting a look at him, a young Han. He's uh, obviously he's in this situation, and you can already tell a lot of the younger people look up to him. So he's already obviously has the skills and such the charisma there's something there he's got something and so you didn't you didn't need that and everybody han solo is such just literally an iconic character that everybody knows who han solo is you don't you don't need to it's it's why i think we were all so happy with the recent spider-man movies they didn't feel the need to see peter parker get bitten by that spider or uncle ben getting killed all over again because we all know that stuff right we all know it uh but yeah uh, let's talk about. I'm going to look his name up real quick because I have the actors here. Of um, Alden, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his last name. The guy who played Han Solo, uh, Alden Ehrenreich. I don't know how to say it last name. Don't, don't look at me. You know I'm just as bad at pronunciations <laughs> as you are. Anyway, Alden. Let's talk about him now. The whole thing going into this movie was this was obviously his first big thing, and I do not again i do not blame the actors when they get cast they're trying to get work for crying yeah. out loud don't blame him for it but i also think whoever they cast here is in a no-win situation when you're playing an iconic character uh, you're either going to be accused of just copying uh, uh you know the original han solo or you're going to be accused of not being enough of right. There's no win in it at all. I don't think. Um, and that's why it, that's why it's so tough for me. Cause I felt like his acting at the beginning wasn't very strong. He didn't feel super Han Solo-ish when he talked, but I do feel he improved as it went along. I do think he did. And I'll talk about some other stuff uh, later about, how I think they really helped the character, but just his acting in itself, just from a purely acting standpoint, I feel he was in a very much super duper pressure situation of bringing a younger version of, of, of this Han Solo is a lot of people's favorite characters, you know, oh, he's, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, I, I remember talking to my buddy, Tim, and I was telling him, Hey, I'm watching solo and I want to do it for my star Wars podcast. And like he is like one of the most positive people I know, and he was just telling me how much he struggled with this movie because Han Solo is his favorite character, right? And he felt so many times this movie uh, doesn't feel very Han Solo. Yeah, I mean, it. dude, it's it's like replacing like, in sports talk. It's like replacing a legend at their position, right? Beating yeah. him out when Tom Brady left the Patriots, Cam Newton was the guy to fill his shoes for a season, yeah. and then Mac Jones. Not to get all football-y, but like. There's no winning there. You either have to be just as good or better. And there's no like the the, the bar is up here. Yeah. Bar is, is sky high. And if you don't come close to that, man, you're in trouble. And it, it's it, it was uh unfortunate because I, I I like you said, I think at the end he he really 
had me believing that this could be a young Harrison Ford. Yeah, he, he got he got much better as the movie goes along, I do feel. And there were times, too, where he would have flashes of, like, there's one scene toward the end where he's kind of standing in the doorway as that door closes, and he has the Han Solo sort of standing lean that Han Solo would do. The mannerisms, yes, he's starting yeah. to get them down, yep. Yeah, he, he was getting that. I did, I was like, that's Han Solo. So I did see flashes of it. Um, Like I said before, there's really good fun character designs overall i really really enjoy the han and chewy stuff i really really like that like you can make a whole movie of uh, the adventures of han and chewy and i would love it i mean i love those two characters anyway and that's one of the biggest bromances in movie history one of the best ones yeah too uh so i thought they did a really great and very fun job of this of showing these two strangers meeting each other and then realizing they need each other to go along. And then they realize that, Hey, before you know it, that's kind of how it does work. Sometimes before you know it, you're actually friends with somebody and that that's just how that happens sometimes. So I really, really enjoyed the, the Han and Chewie stuff quite a lot. Um, another way I think this movie takes a dip though, is the music. The overall, I felt the score for a star Wars movie was, on the lower end of star wars you need your music to be epic and to feel very star wars. they were obviously a few times where you would hear parts of the iconic music from star wars but overall they were trying to have their own score but i didn't feel any of it really stood out for me personally and um that kind of made me sad because one of my favorite aspects of star wars stuff is 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 the orchestra music when it hits because it just makes you feel all kinds of things and I thought that was very not as good as it usually is here. I wonder. I, I should probably look it up. I don't know if I wonder if John Williams had anything to do with it because it didn't feel John Williams. We we've talked before about how important the music is to the experience of Star Wars. Um, well, I mean, there's a very before. famous, the very famous story of when they were making the first Star Wars movies, and I've got all kinds of movies like his Jaws. I remember reading about that too, where they were like uh, before the music was put in. They're like, I don't know about this. And then the music gets put in and you're like, holy, you know, holy heck, this this thing's great. So the music <sighs> really, really helps. Williams did a couple things, but mostly uh, his guy's name is John Powell. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure he's done some good work before, but this this just wasn't working for me overall. Correct. Um, let's uh, let's but let's go to another positive thing. That Lando casting was perfect. I mean, I am a fan of that guy to start with. So when I heard he was going to do Star Wars, I was like, sign me up. I like that guy to start with. Uh, he's, a, uh, by the way, side note, he's great on Community. Uh, first four seasons of Community, go check it I out. I know he's Brian loves it. I watched, I watched it for the first time over there a couple years ago. Yeah, he's he's just in a, he's just a, I just really. Overall, he's talented, things. right? Uh, what's yeah. uh, Oh, Charles Gambino, Gambino, he does that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's a chef's kiss for me, that casting. And he's great as they Lando. Yeah, there's all kinds of great little Lando stuff in here, and I encourage you to look up times when he's interviewed about this <laughs> about this movie. It's pretty fun stuff. Uh, this is also the point where I've uh, said Lando and that droid definitely did some things together. I mean, it's very obvious uh, that that was a weird, strange relationship. And side note, Donald Glover said he gets asked about that quite a lot. <laughs> you know, I think... I from what I re- remember reading too, is that Billy D. Williams was not overly fond of all that, <laughs> all of the droid 
sexual yeah. stuff it, from like I, I don't think he would he really enjoyed it. he enjoyed like his portrayal overall but he didn't care for the 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 droid stuff yeah i don't blame him uh, but uh, you know i'd still like that casting quite a bit and that droid yeah yeah a very fun character too like it's yeah. you know uh a droid who is uh, all for droids rights and stuff like that when you first this character and uh it's just a lot of good stuff there but uh uh, there's a lot of great scenes in this a lot of great set pieces here uh like the whole train thing you know the whole train uh debacle there's a lot of great times when they go and uh chewbacca you know meets more wookies and he saves them there's a lot of great things that happens in this movie a lot of really fun set pieces uh and of course, I'm going to mark out anytime Darth Maul shows up. I just think Darth Maul is just so cool. So let's sign yeah. me up for that. Yeah. Well, overall thoughts on that because it, there's times where I see it, I'm like, oh, that was kind of like, like it went nowhere. It's kind of unnecessary. But also, I'm I'm also like, I'm like, okay, so they there is a connectivity to the cartoons. But also, that was the think, first time I noticed that. Yeah, but also think that they were. Also hoping to set up more stuff for this movie, right? And that's obviously a good a sign of that because you don't just have that character in there, and nothing else happens with it, or at least don't plan anything else. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like my parents went to see it at the movies, and they were super confused. Yeah, super yeah. confused. Yeah, yeah. I, I and I get that. I get. It that. was weird. It when I saw it in theaters, um, I had already been aware of his you know because i always stay dialed into star wars so i was aware that you know he survived because he's was so hard he was so because of who darth maul is he is so dialed in to the pain and the suffering part of the dark side that he was able to use that to keep himself alive so if you've never seen you know the clone Wars series or the rebel series or anything like that and you were like wait what where did he come from he survived in a different way than palpatine did uh, yeah it's not two in the same so yeah. when i originally <laughs> saw it i was yeah. okay with it. i know my buddy josh was like what the hell just happens what they now? just need they needed just a, a, a quick little thing it said somehow darth maul survived and we all know, totally right? cool with it. and <laughs> blah 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 somehow darth maul survived <laughs> i i thought i thought that I, it was weird though like the tie-in man like it didn't work for me and i've watched everything star wars i have not missed a single minute of star wars i've watched everything and there is no payoff red dawn is not a big thing in the cartoons it it isn't that big of a deal his there his, what his part role is in the car in the cartoons is way different than being some sort of mob gangster leader so that was weird. Yeah. yeah. But I, I will say that overall, I really liked these characters. Woody Harrelson Hel- was great in this. Sure. Uh, Vision was an awesome bad guy. <laughs> uh, I like how we just really call was. them as their like science, their pop culture characters now. Yeah. I don't yeah. know who Paul Bettany is, but man, that Vision dude is yes. <laughs> a bomb. He's awesome. Dude, yeah. White Man Can't Jump was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yes, he was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, but a lot of little great stuff here. And there's a lot of great characters that I guess I just didn't 
realize it, but they really just kill off characters left and right in this movie. <laughs> and they introduce them, then they just bite it, and you like, and you just start liking them, and then they're gone. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's not a, it's not afraid to to do that. And I'm just going to kind of end it with this because overall, I did enjoy this movie quite a bit, way more than I think I expected to, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I understand completely that if Han Solo is your favorite Star Wars character, that this movie may not have worked for you. Because you you need Han Solo to be Han Solo all the time. I get it. I Trust me, watching the, those last Star Wars movies, and I'm a giant Luke Skywalker guy, trust me, I get it. <laughs> 100% understand. And uh, But I was just thinking as I was watching this, I was like, I really enjoy this. This is there's a lot of fun in this movie. I think I like this movie. Do you guys think that if this movie had been like in an original IP instead of a Star Wars movie, if like it had been just all original characters and stuff like that, that it would have got half this hate? Because I kind of think if it just wasn't Star Wars and was just like an original sci-fi Ron Howard movie, that this movie would have a much better legacy about it. Probably, I think again the timing of the release too. Uh, but you're you're probably right because man, you're like you said like before, like Ron Howard in a Star Wars project, like how how cool and great is that? And I, I think there was just uh, that's the thing where I again I regret it. Too many external factors. If people yeah. if people win in this, turn off the the social media stuff. Turn you know turn off the just turn off the noise. Uh, just turn off the noise and go see this. Uh, open-minded. Uh, this this would have been. This would have been. I think a cult classic. I yeah. had this as my tenth-ranked Star Wars favorite Star Wars film when I did an Eat Sleep List episode of this, and I it, it's jumped up quite a bit. You yeah, know? Uh, for me too. I just kind of feel that the main reason that it gets the hate is because it is a Star Wars movie at the end of the day. Right. And if they had kind of taken all that away and just made this an original sci-fi IP, and obviously you would have to change some stuff. I mean, Darth Maul wouldn't be in it for crying out loud. You know, just make it not Star Wars, but sci-fi. I feel this would definitely be a cult classic, 100%. I really like this movie, guys. <laughs> uh, and I'm... Uh, not afraid to say it. This movie's a it's a fun movie. And I agree with Matt there what you just said. If you go into this movie and you just kind of just see it for the fun sci-fi romp that it is, you'll enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all all three of us are examples of that. Right? We we let the 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 simmer uh, everything simmer down, all the noise and we went into it and I'm like, wow, this is actually really good i was so engaged you know i I like to read books at work on my break and i didn't want to read a book because i was enjoying this so much so i was fully prepared just to tell you how much i actually enjoyed it i was fully prepared to like sort of fast forward through some parts if i had to to get through this thing yeah i did and i didn't yeah i came to this episode ready to shit all over it and just (laughs) just just and i was like I and yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll get to my turn at momentarily. Brian, what about you, bud? Your thoughts watching it uh, for the second time and uh, notes and, and other stuff? Yeah, I was pretty much 
dialed in the same way that Johnny was originally of just like, all right, I'm going to keep my clicker close to me here. And, and the moment that I don't want to watch any more of this, I'm, I'm going, you know, and just hitting the bullet points. But I didn't do that at all. Most, And here's the biggest reason. Uh, it had been so long that I actually forgotten like exactly what happens in the story. I'm like, when I left the movie theater and I knew that I wasn't so sure on how good of a movie it was, I I also like couldn't remember if there was any points that I like was really upset or just like so bothered by something that I like was resenting the movie for even existing. Like so much of episode eight and nine did to me. Like I was like mad that the movie even existed. The only points that I would bring up negatively was I thought the big bad on his home planet was kind of lame because one like how are you going to be this ruler of this world and you literally can't leave your building without bursting in the flames that's kind of dumb i thought i'm like you know jump oh on. i was like what the heck you talking the, the yeah, right out at the bit of corellia yeah 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 and corellia whatever that creature's name was i never write down names because i most of the time don't care um she just i don't know I hated her voice, and then I hated how she's like this big crime lord slash ruler mob lady, and she can't even leave her like home because she's got to mostly stay in water and avoid sunlight. I'm like, that's really stupid. How'd you be? Job of the Hut at least can get moved around by someone carrying him on a platform. We've seen that done before. Yeah, but, but we don't. But when we first met Job of the Hut, we don't see that. We just think he's a giant slug who uh, has to be transported everywhere because he can't move on his own top yeah of thing. i know well then uh, that makes it even worse for me because it's like well you've already done that before i wonder if she's related to our good friend claude <laughs> the other thing that i guess i didn't really she did look like a certain apparatus i've seen before <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit while it's on brand and johnny already hit this that they introduce characters and then they kill them off kind of quick without any sort of real use of them like we've complained about this in previous movies it's like all right i kind of like this character and then you come off like the pilot with the forearms like i love that dude yeah I me wanted, too. he yeah. was like you know what he was johnny he he's our rocket like yes. from from guardians of the galaxy he that's what he was to me he was like that he's a, he was a warmer rocket because he he was immediately saw the the promise in han solo yeah he he got it yeah, yeah, and and the, the way he was like looking up for like even like Chewy, he's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we should be caring about like these creatures and stuff. Like that. I seem to get a good understanding of the galaxy too. I thought that was really cool. Um, I would, yeah, I would have enjoyed more of him. I don't. Here's the worst part though, out of like the introducing characters and killing them off. So, what is the point of Woody Harrelson's character having a love interest that he loses so quickly and in so in such a big sacrifice? Is there any sort of emotional payoff in his character for the rest of the movie? I was thinking about this. I'm glad you brought this up because out of all of the character deaths, hers to me felt the most needless. I don't felt it really accomplished very much. I get that they were going for a sacrifice type of thing. I get that, but we didn't get to know her very well. Yeah. Uh, and we literally just like seconds, but well, not seconds, but it seems like seconds before that 
you discover that her and Woody Harrelson's character are love interest because you don't really know that until that well, like a campfire type scene that happens right yeah, before that. Yeah. And so like they just kind of that just happens and then she's dead and she's gone. Uh yeah, the, so I do think if they would have kind of spread out her death a little more and maybe have a couple more scenes of her warming up to Han Solo, uh, really showing why uh and I'm not again, I never blame the actors on this. Uh, uh this is more in the writing or what it was edited or whatever. Uh, but if we would have got more scenes of her and and Woody's character, like why they care about each other so much, stuff like that, then that death would have meant way more than it does. And you're right, I don't. Besides his yelling there when it first happens, and his him punching Han after it, it it's never even really mentioned again, from what I remember. And it's never it seems to have any sort of motivation on him. Right, it was quickly it was quickly moved on. I I have a point to this too that I'll bring up later, but and I also thought then doubling down on that. So when we get to the raiders on the final planet, and it's revealed that they're kind of good guys in a way because they're trying to battle the empire. It's it's their their resources and what they're stealing and stuff is all going towards something that's far more nobler that we were going to be getting from Woody Harrelson and his game. Yeah. When she takes off her helmet, and I know I had this thought in the theaters, when she takes off her helmet, couldn't you kind of say that she could be like the daughter of Woody Harrelson and his love interest? What an amazing plot point, like twist, (laughs) that they completely whiffed on, that they almost accidentally did. Like, it would have been amazing if when she pulled off that helmet, he says... Like hello, daughter, right? Or something like that. Some and kind of extra little twist. There were so many twists at that point that I don't know if I would be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of uh, uh, backstabbing to backstab yeah. to backstab <laughs> at the very end. It was like, but I do, was, yeah. but I do think it would have been a really cool moment though if it would have because obviously she ends up being a really good character. Yeah. Right. And then I, I guess the final thing that I, I have, and once or all, once again, is this. The same thing as Johnny. I'm just very happy that I was able to watch this again with the idea that I need to be as open-minded and just like, it's been so long since I watched them. Like I could do that. I was able to accomplish that and I enjoyed it. And it was weird. I, I kicked my wife out of the living room accidentally because I have a separate TV, which I watch all my sports on if I, I need to. And uh, I was watching it on that TV with my headphones on. And I was like, sorry, I got to watch this for the pod tomorrow. I won't be able to fit it in otherwise. And then she left and gave me the big TV. And then so then I'm like cranking up the volume and everything. I got more into the movie. But it was the moment that he chooses to shoot Woody Harrelson that I was like, yes, yay, thank you. Because this is the Han that I'm, I knew. And then also, fuck you, George Lucas, for ever thinking you should change that. <laughs> In the original and in, in a new yeah. hope. Like, God damn it. Like that was my, my first thought. Yeah. My wow. first thought was this is obviously them trying to say, yeah, Hun obviously shot first. Because <laughs> right. he learned. Yeah. He knows. Like, you know, good guys sometimes have to play dirty. I mean, we're embracing it in Andor, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. We watched Rogue One where he this dude's crippled, basically not gonna be able to get out of there. So he's like, All right later blast him away so 
you know, not every good guy is full of like good. Yeah. It, it it takes a, a a balance of the two. And yeah, some people are complicated, and Han Solo is certainly a complicated character. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the other thing that I don't fully like that they they kept using as nostalgia was the dice, right? There's no real connection to he had it with him. We don't really know why it's important to yeah. him. He's just always had it, which is like, okay, that's kind of dumb. You, you should yeah. probably tell me why it's important. Like maybe it's something that. Yeah, I never cared. <laughs> his dad or somebody. He just kept blowing. He only had to go back and grab it off the speeder. And then, nope, he's going to hang it up on the Millennium Falcon when it's his. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. All right, nostalgia, hooray. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm I, glad. I'm glad I was able to finish this movie on a good note. Is all I'm. I guess I'm ending on. Right. My. I think my biggest complaint with this film, and it's not even a major one, is that I. I think scenes and moments weren't allowed to really like. Be digested, be enjoyed, be appreciated. Uh, right. Like I felt like even I loved the hot and chewy stuff. But even I felt like that first meeting was so rushed. I don't know if you gathered that. Like he's thrown in the cave and he's doing the noises and then they're out like a minute and a half later of screen time. I would have liked to have something a little bit more there. Uh, You know, Brian obviously mentioned the deaths of those two characters. That, Mm -hmm. That was tough. Uh, I, I just felt like all all throughout, it just stuff happened so quickly that it wasn't allowed to be enjoyed. There's a whole psychology to character understanding and and just uh, just storytelling, and I feel like it missed the mark in some of those cases. It wasn't a huge detriment, but when you're focused on what you know, when it's just like okay, good. Oh, we're we're at the we're at the funeral. Oh, or, or they're. You know, they're he's he's doing the burial and then he punches Han in the face and then at thirty seconds later, okay, let's go get the mission. Let's go let's go to the next mission. We can salvage this. We got to go meet so and so. So that was one of those things. Um, but I was really really happy with the. I again looking back, just a lot of the visuals. That scene when they're in that like vortex thing and the star destroyer appears and they go into the maelstrom and there's. You know, they're what do they call that? That red, that red swirly thing, the maw. The the and then there's that giant alien thing. The visuals were really, really cool in this movie. I mean, Ron Howard is one great person to to let their imagination run wild, and I thought they did a really, really good job here with that. But that Star Destroyer scene was like, and and the chase was really, really cool. You could see, um, it was cool to see like Han Solo like confident when he's piloting the the, the Millennium Falcon. Um, and all that stuff. I loved. They kind of gave like a light tour. You kind of seen everything that we hadn't seen since the, or I guess, the OG trilogy. Well, no, this is coming after the first two sequel trilogy ones. But they showed like the like they showed, and they purposely did it. They they the the uh, those like. Things in the ground, or were they hid when they got in the Death Star? When when Obi Wan and, and Luke and all them got in the tractor beam, those uh, 
I, I don't even know what they were like some kind of storage unit, but that's what they were selling the coaxium. Yeah. Um, you know, it was cool to see that. It was cool to see the board. It was just good. The, 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 you know, that board and stuff. And they pulled a lot too, which I really liked of from various lower, you know, various lower, obviously, uh, Hans Imperial background was not something that was discussed in any of the movies. Uh, however, the heir to the empire book that I'm uh, trilogy, this Thrawn trilogy, OG Thrawn trilogy that I'm reading mentions that. Uh, several times over. So I'm guessing it pulled some, intri- you know, stuff from legends in that regard. Uh, there was a couple other things. Oh, she, uh, Kira, she did some karate shit and the, the droid L3S, which learned that it was uh, Terrace Kasai. And I don't know if you guys, I don't, I think we've discussed this before, but there's a vintage fighting video game, a star Wars fighting video game called masters of Terrace Kasai that came out on the PS one. And I popped. That was when I said in the group, oh, I just noticed something like that I never noticed before. And I popped huge for that. I rented that game from Blockbuster twice as a kid. It was the too. worst fighting game of all time. It's, awful. it's so bad, but I was so excited to hear that reference. Yeah. Oh, I, I still have it. But I have it on PS1, by the way. Still, I still have the disc. It's it's. It hasn't gotten any, it hasn't aged very well. I'll tell you that. No. Much. It's one of those 3D fighting games where you can get a ring out type thing. And yeah, and it's honestly easier to just get a ring out and that instead yeah. of winning the fight. Yeah, yeah. And the weapons combat's trash, and the characters are kind of trash. It's not great. Yeah, um, it's hurt by the fact that Tekken came out and Tekken's fantastic, and Soul Calibur's fantastic. They all do that so much better, and it's why it's sad because <laughs> Star Wars. On paper, it should be really awesome at that. It, it should be. It should be. It does need doesn't need a little tender love and care. So I did. I you know that was all stuff I picked up on. But obviously, I can keep going on. There's a lot of stuff. I know we got. Uh, we want to do some impressions here in a moment. But uh, but I love solo. Uh, again, the the second walk walk through watch along was way 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 better. Uh, we can hop right into the ratings. My if if. I didn't watch this movie today before we recorded. I would have given this a five. All right. I'm going to give uh, my rating for solo. I'm going to give a seven and a half because I think it improved. It was that much better. Uh, this the second walkthrough. I thought it was really, really good. Took the bias out, as we've mentioned. And uh, I think there's a really nice, wholesome story at heart. Not perfect by any means. And it's definitely rogue one light um but uh but yeah the seven and a half is where i'm gonna score this what about you fellas yeah, i feel the almost the exact same way if you had asked me to rate this before rewatching it again for the second time i probably would have said a five at the most but rewatching it now it's easily a seven seven and a half round of there for me it's just a lot of fun it is roguelite and rogue one is the better movie for sure oh by a country by a lot by by a lot but this is a very fun sci-fi movie and has a lot of just fun moments some great fun characters you get to meet along the way and some really cool designs and stuff just from a a creature standpoint too there's some really fun designs here and i Mm -hmm. just i pop for all that stuff so i like this i'm going to also give it a seven and a half awesome well i think i would go I would go as high as a six, but I probably started at a three. 
beforehand? Three, okay. Three to a four. Yeah. And it, it mostly without the performance of Childish Gambino, <laughs> it probably doesn't even change that much. But rewatching it, I just was once again just blown away of how exceptional he was at really bringing a Lando Calrissian character to the, the big screen and it not being a letdown. Like it was his portrayal, the other actors, Alden's actor um, portrayal of Han for me didn't pay off as much, but there was enough there that I was never bothered by it. It's just, he was just more exceptional at just, the mannerisms and the little ticks and even like the accent, like he's got a, like Billy D Williams had like a certain cadence to his voice that like he was able to mimic so well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anytime Glover's on the screen, he, he's like takes up so much of your attention easily. Yeah. So you're going to go six. I'll, I'll settle on a six. Cause honestly, there's that's doubling you know, your score though. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> and it's way it's way above eight and nine. So Yeah. I would agree there. That's and I, I, I almost like watching this, I almost want to I almost want to try The Last Jedi one more time. <laughs> Don't you do it. And see if I like it a little bit more. Now well, that you're gonna find a way of knocking better. Han Solo back down down again. <laughs> Always wanted to try. So Don't there it is. So low. It is it is a wrap for uh it is a wrap for solo. Brian has been playing in this uh this this impressions game for quite some time. We're excited to give it a shot. Uh Brian, why don't you explain to the audience what we got going on today? Yeah, I pulled an assortment of characters from some of the cartoons and the original six movies. Uh, I purposely left out all the sequels. So any of our diehard sequel fans, I don't know how you could be and listen to this podcast, but if you are, you got some strong resolve and I appreciate that. Uh, So we have, I don't know, 20 some odd characters here. We're not going to announce them ahead of time. I got a randomizer here. We're going to spin this wheel. We're going to land on a character. You boys one at a time, along with myself will be, doing one classic Star Wars line from that character and then one classic pop culture quote from a random movie. Uh, okay. Yeah, so Brian thought of this just so the audience knows because Matt and I are flawless with our impressions. of, yes. of, of We are known as impression masters. So, yes. uh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, this is going to go well. So here we go. We're going to start with Matt first. Here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> and the wheel is spinning, and we have landed on, of course, Jar Jar. Oh my fucking god! My so time Jar, Jar. <laughs> Jar Jar. The quote I have for you is: "Monsters out there leaking in here. We saw all sinking and no power." I'm not gonna remember that. Uh, <laughs> monsters the out group? there. I'm what still, about Lisa Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> Would you like me to send it? I will send it right now. Send it, please. Yeah, I'm, I, okay. I, I'm not, my memory That's is just shot. All right. Monsters. I'm that line. <laughs> we put in the group chat. 
Johnny, would you like to make a stab at it too afterwards, or do you want your own? No, I'll try. I think we should also try the same character and see who does it best. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. Where did Jar Jar go? Monsters out there leaking in here. We saw sinking and no power. That's pretty dang good. That was pretty good. I like That's Jar-Jar. pretty dang good. Jar a good one. That I, is pretty I, good. All right. So I got to do another go. one from another movie. No, let's all try the same one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, let me. All right. So I'm well known for my impressions, even though they all sound Southern. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Monsters out there. Leaking in here, we saw sinking in no power. Yeah, okay. Uh, my turn. <clears throat> yeah, try to beat that. Monsters out there, <laughs> leaking in here, we saw sinking and no power. I think we all know who won, right? It's Matt me. won that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> now we will have Jar Jar doing. Mom, my mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Misa, mama said life is like a box of chocolates. You never know so what you're gonna get, sir. That's that's pretty good. I think we do it that way. Whoever wins the impression gets to do that line. Okay, that's gonna be Matt doing a whole lot I of like talking. that. Yeah, yeah. No, Jar Jar's all, all right. I got. Jar Jar. No, I knew, no, no, I knew, I knew Matt would kill Jar Jar. He doesn't on the panel discussion all the time. <laughs> all right, now we got Count Dooku. You can say pass if you would like to. No, I'm trying all these. <laughs> okay. So we got Count Dooku, and he doesn't have many great quotes, but he has a few. Let's see here. Dooku can say, "Master Kenobi, you disappoint me." Yoda holds you in such high esteem. Surely you can do better. Or how about this one? The one that he says to Anakin. I like this one better. Good. Twice the pride, double the fall. There we go. That's a good Which one. Which obviously is from Revenge of the Sith. All right. Go ahead, Matt. All right. I'm going to do the first one. Master Kenobi, you disappoint me. Yoda holds you in such high esteem. Surely you could do better. I heard a little Sean Connery in there, and I dig it. I enjoy it. <laughs> I did, didn't I? I they look the same. Yeah. I did, yeah. Old old right. white men with, with powdered hair. I put <laughs> peppered hair. I, did, I just. Yeah. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Master Kenobi, you disappoint me. You ought to hold you in such honesty. Surely you can do better. All right. Mm-hmm. Do I have to do the same one, or can I try to right, pick, pick any of the pick any of the quotes? Good. Twice the pride, double the fall. All right. So again, I won. So what's the? <laughs> I totally agree. You won. Let's hear your uh, Count Dooku impression. Say, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> I try to give him a lips, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's Matt's fault for adding Sean Connery to it, and I feel like I got to add that to my. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to give him like a quote from Waterboy or something. But <laughs> oh, perfect! I'm so glad this landed on Matt Palpatine. Yes, I was looking at this one. Okay. Um. Oh, 
I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. I always feel like he's a little higher with it when it goes that, that good way. One. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. mocking Luke. Only through me you can achieve a power greater than a Jedi. Brian, I don't know. That's pretty good, Brian. That was really good. I don't think you won that one. I'll allow it. Yeah, I think you won that one. (laughs) I love Palpatine, but I always like overdo it. I like, I do usually too much or underdo it. Yeah, he's a a fun fun. place. Um, Do I get to pick my own or do you guys want to pick a one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We don't care. I don't be back. I got it worked perfectly. I know, right? <laughs> Somehow I returned. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. Uh Hondo Onaka. Or say pass, and we'll find another one. He's so he's tough. He is. I didn't know how brave you guys would be, so. I don't even have a quote from him, honestly. Okay. Neither do I. I, I was just going to have, well, let's do, uh, how about Luke? Johnny, you want to kick this one off? I know you're a big Luke guy. I got to find the quotes here in this big list here. To Give the top. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Somebody set me up, asked me if I'm a little short to be a stormtrooper. <laughs> Aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. I said, yeah. I even made that Southern not even trying. <laughs> you hillbilly. <laughs> I, can't help it. I can't help it. There's no denying it. Uh, no, my father didn't find the Clone Wars. He was a navigator on a spice freighter. Which I love that line is so much because it's like, no, he wasn't a soldier. My, my dude my dad smuggled drugs, bro. <laughs> That's why he's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was always told that he was a gangster. What's the big deal? Uh, okay, I'll do the other one. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're on the planet that's farthest from. He's hard to do. Mark Cause he's, yeah, because he's not really generic white pl- guy. He's not playing it up or anything like that. No, he's just yeah. being him. Yeah. yeah. All right. I said we all won there on that one. Okay. We're, we're equal winners. <laughs> let's say uh let's do I How about just uh show me the money? No, it's not worth it. Luke may not be worth it to do the uh, uh the pop culture ones. What about Chewy? Let's all do Chewbacca. <laughs> Our version of Chewbacca? I'm yeah. terrible. Oh, my uncle's so good at it. Johnny go for him. <clears throat> Give me a second. Got to warm up the vocals. <laughs> that's Joey giving a book job. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard that sound recently. I like uh, to say that's him uh, gurgling after brushing his teeth in the, in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the more PG way of putting that. Yeah. Uh, you have I to don't do even it. know if I could do it. I guess you I have, have to. to. 
I can't get the roll. I can't get the rolling. Uh, I love both of those. You both kind of nailed that. I sound, like, I sound like the water boy on that one. When he's going to make a tackle. All right. Now uh, give me a big, long quote. Yeah. No, we don't, I don't think we need to do that, do we? Do you really right. want it? Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's all try uh, a, a couple Yodas here. Okay, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Matt, you go first. Or, uh, no, Brian, yeah. Brian, you go first. Me? Yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. Matt, you want to go? <sighs> okay. Um, here, Brits, get down, buddy. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate. Leads to suffering. Pretty good, pretty good. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. All I know is we're really good at this. This is another tie? Yeah. I'm going to try Yoda's. A bigger boat we need. <laughs> this, a classic Clint Eastwood. Oh, my God. A classic Clint Eastwood quote here. You have to ask yourself, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? <laughs> lucky? Do you feel punk? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We should probably flip it around. Yeah, you got to flip it around. It's Yoda. <laughs> I'll concede. Lucky, you feel you? <laughs> And then um, I want I want Matt to start us off with a uh, Qui Gon here. Oh yeah, you know. Let's see if any of us can handle a Scottish accent. Johnny's literally been doing it the whole time. Why do I gotta start this one? <laughs> on, Johnny. I'm just okay, kidding. Johnny. No, I got it. There's always a bigger fish. That's not too bad. That's all right. These are the droids you're looking for. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. I think I'm making a new character for a panel discussion. <laughs> yeah, I think we solidified a couple new ones here today. That fish There's thing. always bigger fish. There's yeah. always that is bigger hard. fish. I say I say Matt won that one. Uh, I don't know. Oh, whatever. That's the most you guys probably thought that Lee Nils like it showed up when I just did that. <laughs> So I don't know where you're going with I that. I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> Which is good, because there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> How about try, uh, Matt? You're going to need a bigger boat. As Qui-Gon? Yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat. We're gonna need that bigger boat. But you see, there's We're always a bigger a... fish. I think we, we did that boat? a really good job. I what think if we did I'm too. Argon? And I'm let's, also Yoda. Let's close it out with and we could uh, save some too. We could save some of these for now. Let's not time. do all these yeah. ones. This is a oh, man program. The last one I was gonna do, which is an easy one, is uh let's all do our own Akbar. It's a trap. It's a trap. Oh, Good. It's a trap. Nice, nice. It's a trap. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Somehow, that's all of our best impressions. I think I'm starting to do all my impressions talking out one side of my mouth, and I don't know why. 
Hey. I'm Shaq, and that's how I do impressions. I'm Shaq Jr. Hey, Shaq, you big dummy. Wait, Rhodes. I just call myself a big dummy. We don't need roads. <laughs> no, they're not. There is no try. I don't like saying. Flawless. It's coarse. It's rough. It's uncomfortable. We did it. We did it. We did a good job. We did a good job here. That's my Adam Sandler. Oh, there we go. Yeah. We That's did a bad. good job here. Shaxel rules. I'm going to put all my friends in my movies. <laughs> listen, my friends, listen baby. Listen, baby. <laughs> now we're just doing all our purchase. Dusty, that's Dusty Rhodes, everybody. That's Dusty Rhodes, baby. I'm I'm little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was getting that from. If he if he does not appear on panel discussion tomorrow, I'll be very upset. <laughs> you have to remind me. Yes. <laughs> well, listeners, Crying baseball. There is no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can cry in baseball. I've been told that by my dad. He's Satan. I'm working on the uh, He will come. Oh, we can't talk about that on the show. What kind of show is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, we have concluded with Solo. We're happy that we did it. Uh, I'm excited that we got to review it, watch it, and uh, and just change our opinion of it. Honestly, this is probably my favorite episode because we did that. My 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 thoughts on every single movie prior to this has pretty much been the same. As yeah. I mentioned, Solo, this is the first one. And I'm glad it's like the last. Obviously, we're going to do more movie ones. But as far as the major movies that I changed my opinion on. So very grateful for that opportunity. Um, next month, we start randomly choosing topics so basically uh, every month one of us will get a choice uh and brian gets selection for uh for the month of june uh brian what do you got in mind for us to cover for uh for next month we're gonna start off with something that's rather topical i believe right now with what we are reading whatever we are anticipating in the summer which is ahsoka coming to the small screen and she first originally appeared in the Clone Wars movie, the CGI movie, excellent. And we're we're gonna watch that and uh, get to know uh, get to know Ahsoka as a, an annoying little Padawan. I'm excited. I have not seen this movie since it first came out in 07, so or 07 or 08 or whenever it did. So uh, I've never seen it. So. Really? Oh, it's yeah. a good one. It's a good one. It's, Looking forward uh, to it. Actually, it's a lot of fun. So, uh, listeners, thank you as always. May the Force be with you. And uh, we'll talk to you next month right here on the airing of Grievances. I caught on a double bush. Misa Bombad. Join us.